You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. good to see you. How are you doing today? I hope that you and your family are all doing well. We're going to start a new study today. It will be a two-part. I'm excited to study it together to look into the Word of God about how we can be excited about something maybe we used to be excited about. So let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll start this together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Lord God, I pray that you would be with myself as I teach this lesson, that you'd speak through me, through your word. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to all the hearers, all the ladies that will be listening to this message. Lord, may our hearts be in tune with you. May we be, be right with you and those around us. Lord, I ask that you would clear our thoughts, our minds, our hearts, that we would be open to your truths and what you would have for us today. I ask that you would give us your strength, your protection and safety, and your love. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. The title of the message today is Sweetheart Love. Now, right away, you might be thinking of someone else, another time in your life, or even back to childhood memories of Valentine's Day's little parties at school where you pass out notes to each other. Uh, you know, there's a lot of memories that come with some, sometimes certain names or certain terms, but I want you to have an open mind with this study today. It's going to be fun. Listen to this story. It was 1898 and Ben had left the East eight years ago and headed out West in hopes of making his fortune. Well, he wasn't rich, but he had accumulated over 300 acres of good land. He had built a comfortable farmhouse and he also had raised wheat, corn, and all of his vegetables. He had managed to build his herd of cattle to over 200 head. Having accomplished all of this in only eight years, he decided that now was the time. The ad that he placed in the New York newspaper said, Wanted, a good woman willing to be a pen pal. Marriage is a possibility for the right woman. Before long, he began receiving letters from Molly. Their correspondence soon turned into love for each other. Now, here he stood in the Kansas City train station waiting to finally meet her. When the train arrived, there were a lot of women getting off. Suddenly, he yelled, Molly, over here. She looked his way, walked over to him, smiled, and held out her hand. He took it for a moment, then let it go. She said, how did you know who I was? He then reached into the back pocket of his overalls and said, from these here letters. But there are no pictures in them, she said. He dropped his head a bit and said, oh, yes, there are. There are lots of pictures in your words. You see, I have spent hours reading every word, looking for every little clue that would tell me who Molly really was. For <clears throat> he had fallen in love with her words, words that had painted her portrait. 
God's precious word paints a vivid portrait of who he is. We, as his bride, should fall in love with his word so that we can fall in love with its author. Very interesting story. Uh, True story. You know, think about in this, this letter, if you will, a day and age where there were no pictures, cell phones, phone calls, videos, just like we can enjoy this Bible study together by video or by audio. Um, they didn't have that, you know, luxury back then. And so what were written, different words and things, very, very important. And this man had studied that. Well, I want you to, if you have your Bible, turn to Revelation chapter 2. So now, Revelation, we're at the end of the Bible, and Revel- the whole Word of God is God's love letter to us as a Christian, how to guide us uh, each and every day throughout life. But Revelation, we're now coming to the end, and it's also talking about the future. Well, these uh, this particular passage was written to churches, real-life churches, that we can take real-life examples um, today that still apply to us. And in this passage, um, he's talking about a church that they were doing pretty good. But listen to what he has to say. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and hast borne and hast patience for my name's sake hast labored. And has not fainted. So up until this point, he's, he's pointing out, wow, you've done really good. You've been working hard. You've been faithful. You've been going to church, helping others. But then listen to the end of this. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. You know, if you heard Jesus say those words to you today, your ears would perk up. Like, well, what is it? What is it that you have against me? What have I done wrong? If you didn't already know. And he says, because thou hast left thy first love. Now, they may not have been what they expected. They may have thought, well, we're doing pretty good. Or, man, there must have been something I forgot. And here all along, he's saying, all these things that you're doing are great. But where's that first new love that you once had for me? And I want to ask you a couple questions today. Do you remember the first love of your husband? Those of you that are married, um, maybe you're widowed, maybe you're not at all, but this lesson still applies to you. So keep your ears tuned in. Also, do you remember the first love that you had for God? Uh, you know, sometimes we can look and see someone who's newly saved, maybe going through discipleship and even, you know, harbor some jealousy, like, wow, I want what they have. They're fresh and new and exciting and they're excited and thrilled to come to church each day. And, um, the hymns, I can just see them singing them from their heart. Wow. I don't have that anymore. Well, that's what this lesson's about. How do we get back that first love, that sweetheart love? Listen to this, another story. Newspaper columnist George Crane told the story of a wife who came into his office wanting a divorce from her husband. She said, I do not only want to get rid of him, I want to get even. Before I divorce him, I want to hurt him as much as he has hurt me. Dr. Crane suggested a brilliant plan. Go home and act as if you really love your husband. Tell him how much he means to you. Praise him for every decent act. 
Go out of the way to be as kind, considerate, and generous as possible. Spare no efforts to please him, to enjoy him, to make him believe that you love him. After you've convinced him of your undying love and that you cannot live without him, then drop the bomb. Tell him that you're getting a divorce. That will really hurt him. With revenge in her eyes, she smiled and exclaimed, beautiful, beautiful. Will he ever be surprised? And she did it with enthusiasm. For two months, she showed love, kindness, listening, giving reinforcement and sharing. When she didn't return, Dr. Crane called. Are you ready to go through with the divorce now? Divorce, she exclaimed. Never. I discovered I really do love him. Her actions had changed her feelings. Motion resulted in emotion. The ability to love is established not so much by promise as often repeated deeds. So we can promise to love, honor, and cherish, and we can stick to it by principle, but are you living it out? Are you, you um, putting that love to action? Ladies, often we want to feel love before we put anything to action. We want to live by our emotions. But the word of God says contrary. We're supposed to obey. We're supposed to do what's right. And then God will give the blessing. Um, and often it is in the form of feeling uh, that confirmation, if you will. So your thoughts produce heart footsteps in your life. Think about that. Your thoughts, what you're thinking about is going to dictate what you do in actual actions. So, uh, what positive thoughts did you used to have about your spouse that you no longer have? How have you changed since then? Because it was your thinking. No one can put the thoughts in your mind. So at some point you chose to stop thinking positively. Um, and here's the other one. What positive thoughts did you used to have about the Lord that you no longer think? God has not changed, ladies, but we have. We're the ones who change. Um, and this, this lesson at times might be a bit of a, um, a self-check in the mirror, if you will, that oh, I'm not doing as great as I thought I was. Am I really living as if the Lord and my spouse, my family are my first love? Uh, You do not advance when you do not forgive. That's a hard one to swallow, but it's true. You get stuck in a rut and you're not going anywhere um, fast or slow if we're not forgiving people. And also leanness in your soul, that spot where you don't know if God's talking to you. um, You start to question if he's real, uh, different things like that. That will never, ever go away without God. You can try all that you want, but we can't make that go away. It has to be walking alongside the Lord, asking him to lead and guide and cleanse and forgive you. How much time do you spend complaining about your spouse in your mind and heart each day? So you thought I was just going to say complaining, but if you, I somehow were able to read all of your thoughts, uh, all the things that are in your heart, Are they positive or are they complaints? How much time do you not spend talking with the Lord each day, each week, and each month? 
If we want to have results of a loving relationship and feel that first love, we need to put time into that relationship. God has not stopped loving you just because you walked away. And again, this is a two-part, so I want to give you one little illustration, and then we're going to end this one and pick it up next week. But listen to this. A lady in Spain made the news when she chose a unique way to test her husband's love. With the help of her friend, she managed to manipulate her own kidnapping and sent a ransom notice to her husband. When the police discovered that the kidnapping was a hoax, they asked the lady why she did it. And she said, I wanted to find out what my husband would do for me. Now, it's an extreme way to do it. I've heard of people uh, faking their own funerals to see who would show up. Um, But it's sad when we have to go to such drastic lengths to see if someone loves us because maybe they're not expressing it while here on earth. But let's reverse that situation. Are you the one who isn't expressing your love for someone else and it's in your ability to do so? Look at verse 5 of Revelation chapter 2. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen. So he's talking to that church, these Christians, and repent and do the first works or else I will come into thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of this place except thou repent. God wants us to live, love, and serve in his first love. So I just wanted to kind of get your mind rolling this week on where am I really at in my relationships, specifically with my husband, my spouse, my family. Um, Am I showing them that I love them? It starts in your mind. It starts in your thoughts. It also is in what you do for others. So we often wait for someone to show us that they love us instead of being proactive and just letting someone else know that you love them first, um, doing for others. So we're going to end right there for this week because I want you to really maybe go back and pay attention to some of the questions I asked you about your thoughts, about your actions, because next week we're going to pick right up on how do I get that first love back? I've got some steps for you, some practical advice. Uh, I'm excited for this study. I hope that you are too. Even if you think, well, I'm doing all right. If we were to take a quiz and the other people around us that we love take a quiz on how we really are doing, I don't know that we'd want to see the answer in the test score. Uh, I think we could all do better in this area, myself included. So I look forward to maybe um, look up Revelation chapter 2. Read about some of these churches. Every so many verses it turns to a different church. And you'll see um, a bit of the escalation of different churches that walked away from the Lord. Uh, This is a great one that God says you're doing good, but you could do better. So I hope that together as we study this, we will um, be strengthened in the Lord to do better loving those around us. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.